Hello and welcome to another edition of St. Pete's on Repeat, the online sermon archive of St. Peter Lutheran Church in St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. The sermon was preached on April 9th for the Festival of the Resurrection of Our Lord and is based on the Gospel text for that day, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord had come down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, there's a, a show on Disney Plus right now called What If. It's produced by Marvel Studios and explores alternative endings to the Marvel movies that you know and love. What if instead of Captain America, we had Captain Carter fighting for the Brits? What if the Avengers lost? How would the story go on? How much different would the ending be if you changed one seemingly small detail or moment at the beginning? If you like Marvel movies, you might find that series interesting. Maybe you've watched it already. If you're not into comic book characters, don't worry. This will be my last mention of them. I'm here to talk about Jesus. But I do wonder what a Christian version of that TV show would look like. What if Adam and Eve never ate the forbidden fruit? What if Pharaoh never let the Israelites go? What if David missed when he slung that first stone at Goliath? Or, more fitting for today, what if Jesus never rose from the dead? Can you imagine a world without Easter? I can't. And it's not because there would be no Easter baskets or Easter egg hunts. It's not because we'd have to come up with some other reason to eat ham or lamb on the first Sunday after the first full moon of the vernal equinox. We wouldn't be here if there were no Easter. The, the, the Christian church wouldn't exist. What would a world without Easter look like? Well, we actually got a glimpse of it for about 36 hours after Jesus' crucifixion. And it didn't look good. The disciples, who had all promised that they would rather die than desert Jesus, did exactly what they said they would never do. They ran away and they hid. 
because they were afraid that the Jews would do the same thing to them that they did to Jesus. The men and women who had spent the last three years of their lives following Jesus wherever he went and listening to whatever he said suddenly forgot everything he had said to them. He had told them on at least three separate occasions with at least one of them coming in the last week that he was going to die in Jerusalem and then rise again on the third day. But nobody remembered. The women who went to the tomb were lost. They had no idea where to go from here, so they prepared spices to go and anoint a body that wasn't there. They had misplaced their purpose in life. In a world without Easter, Jesus' disciples were disappointments to God and to themselves. They were afraid. They had forgotten everything that was meant to give them hope and peace. They were aimless and without purpose. In a world without Easter, Jesus' disciples were a mess. But let's be real for a second. How much different is our world, even with Easter? And I don't mean for all the non-Christians or the nominal Christians out there. I, I mean for you. How different are you than those post-crucifixion, pre-resurrection disciples. As some of us have have been privileged to have spent enough time as Christians that we've been confirmed in our faith, whether as children or adults, we stood before a congregation like this and made an oath to our God that went something like this. The pastor would say, do you intend to continue steadfast in this teaching and to endure all things, even death, rather than fall away from it? And then we would respond, I do, and I ask God to help me. Now, whether you've been confirmed or not, whether you have sworn an oath like this or not, has anything short of death kept you from being faithful to God and his word? Or is a sports practice, or a late Saturday night, or the opportunity to have brunch with your family, all that it would take to keep you from spending time with God and his word in church on a Sunday. The disciples made and broke similar promises, but at least they were legitimately afraid for their lives. Can you say the same? The disciples followed Jesus and listened to him for three years. But in the moment of hardship, it was as if they hadn't heard a thing. Believe it or not, you have something even more valuable than three years of personal devotions with Jesus. You have the whole thing in writing. You have the promises of God written down to give you hope. You have the will of God in black and white to give you direction and guidance for your life. Does it take a death threat to make you forget what God says? Or is the reason that you don't start your day with devotion simply that you opened a notification on your phone and proceeded to lose the next hour of your life? When the doctor gives you that diagnosis you've been dreading, even if you can remember God's promises to you, do you put your trust in them? Or do you find yourself spiraling 
and flailing for answers from WebMD and your friend down the street who went through the same thing instead of seeking solace in Scripture and from your Savior. Do you remember your purpose in life? Or do you find yourself lost? Or, or, or so preoccupied with the next thing that's right in front of you, the next day or week or year of your life, that you have forgotten your place in eternal life. We don't have to look at the 36 hours between Good Friday and Easter Sunday to know what a world without Easter would look like. We live it all too often in our day-to-day -day life. But that's why I appreciate the fact that we get to celebrate this holiday every year. Because at Easter, we get to see the tender hand of our God as he deals with sinners like us. When the women got to the tomb, they had all the wrong expectations. They didn't expect to find Jesus alive, just as he said. They fully expected to find him dead. And yet, when they got there, the angel that God had sent to them, did not wag a finger and say, Oh, you of little faith, stop doubting and believe. He said, Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus, who is crucified. He's not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. What a gentle God we have, who works with us, in our sinful weakness. He made it clear that these women should have remembered Jesus' promises and that they should not have been ruled by fear or let anything else in life or death stand in the way of their faith in God. But that angel didn't preach about it. He restored their hope and revived their faith by pointing them to Jesus, who had been crucified but now was alive. He had been crucified, but, but not for nothing. It wasn't as if he had lost. He died for you and me. Jesus died as the sacrifice for our sins to forgive us. Even for the times when we fail in our commitment to him or when we forget or doubt his promises to us, he never did. He died to forgive us. And then he rose from the dead three days later to give us comfort and peace and joy. Look at the way that the Marys left the tomb after finding it empty. Matthew says they hurried away, afraid yet filled with joy. There were still all those same reasons for them to hole away behind locked doors. There were still all those same reasons to forget or to doubt Jesus' promises. The Jews were still angry and powerful. They would still face opposition and persecution and difficulty. They still hadn't seen Jesus with their own eyes, but having seen the empty tomb gave them a joy that surpassed their fear. And that's what Jesus does for you. That's why I'm so glad that Jesus did rise from the dead and that we don't have to imagine a world without Easter because the resurrection of Jesus gives you a joy that is so much greater than your fear or worry or frustration or distraction. And I think that's really important for you to hear. The resurrection of Jesus does not take away 
all your fear or worry or frustration or distraction. The resurrection of Jesus infuses you with a joy that is greater than all of them put together. If it's guilt that you feel, if you're ashamed at how little it takes to keep you away from God and his word, listen to what Jesus said when he met the women. Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, not go and tell those traitors, those deserters, those promise breakers, he says, go and tell my brothers. That's how Jesus feels about you too. Even though you fail him, even when you are unfaithful to him, he still considers you family. He doesn't identify you by your sin or your weakness. He sees you through the lens of his love the same love that compelled him to die to forgive you and to rise again to give you the hope of heaven. If you feel guilt, see God's grace at the graveside that calls you his family. If it is fear you feel, if you're worried about the world around you or what the devil and his demons might do to you, look at the Roman soldiers. They were hired specifically because they were supposed to be fearless and formidable, but they fainted and were lying on the ground like the dead man they were supposed to be guarding. They posed absolutely no threat to the women. Jesus' resurrection proved that he was far more powerful than any of his enemies. Now, there may still be reasons for you to have fear in this life, and, and God may not take care of them all in the same exact way that he took care of these soldiers. But God still always has far more power than any of the things that cause you fear, and he can and does protect you for your eternal good. If you feel fear, see God's power here. If you feel distracted, or aimless, if, if you're lost in an endless to-do list that doesn't let you look past tomorrow, listen to what both the angel and Jesus said to these women. Come and see, go and tell. That is the daily life cycle of a Christian. Come and see what God has done for you in his word. Occupy your heart and your mind with the message God has given you in his word. And while your reasons for forgetfulness and doubt will not go away, you will be filled with an ever-increasing faith that produces in you a joy to go and tell your spouse, your children, your neighbor, the good news of Jesus crucified but raised to life for you. The world without Easter would be an absolute mess. It'd be a world full of guilt and fear and distraction. But Easter changes everything. Now we live in a world full of forgiveness and power and purpose because of Jesus. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.